Hey everybody, welcome home. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons and you are watching Legacy Television. We're glad you tuned in today. Always glad when you're part of these broadcasts. Sarah, I know we've got people who, um, maybe this is the first time they've ever seen us or seen this broadcast. Uh, maybe we've got people who have seen it from the beginning, but we're always so glad when anybody takes time to put the Word of God first in their life. And that's what you're doing. When you tune into uh, ministries like this, somebody who is committed to teaching the Word of God to you, you're, you're, t- you're telling God, Father, I honor you, I honor your Word, and I put it first place in my life. And He said, those who honor me, I will honor. And uh, when you've been honored by God, you know it. You feel it. I mean, it's all over you. So we're going to get into the Word of God together today. We've got some things we want to share with you from the Word, but I just ask that you come into agreement with us right now. And if you, if it's where you can, grab your Bible, grab a notebook, do what it takes to get the Word going in your eyes and your ears down into your heart. And then soon after that, you'll find it starts to come back out of your mouth and you're speaking the Word of God into your situations. And that's when you see things change. So let's come into agreement today. Let's pray together and we'll get right into the Word. Father, we thank you so much today for your Word. We thank you so much for giving us your Word to stand on, giving us Jesus, the Word made flesh. And as we open today your Word, I believe we receive eyes that see Jesus, ears that hear His voice, and a heart that understands who we are in Him and who He is in us. And we come boldly before your throne of grace today. We ask you for help. We ask you for mercy. And we believe we receive everything we need from you. We thank you for it and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, If you've got a Bible with you, I want to take a look at the book of Luke chapter 12. And we're going to begin a series of messages today that will last us over the next several weeks. Luke chapter 12. And uh, before we really get into that, there's something you need to know about Sarah, about me, about our life, this ministry. Um, We're passionate. We're passionate about not just the call of God on our lives, but the call of God on your life. We're passionate, wouldn't you say, about people finding out who they are, first of all, in Christ Jesus, and then finding out what their place is in the kingdom of God. And I think the reason we've become so excited and so passionate about it is because when you and I found out what that was for our lives, it just so stirred our hearts and it gave us something to live for. And we knew, I mean, really from the time we got married, kind of the direction our lives were headed in. But I always go back to that night when you and I were just laying in bed. It was the night before Thanksgiving. I think it was like 2009. And we were just dreaming, dreaming out loud. It was pitch black in the room. You know what I'm talking about. We were just laying there looking up into the nothingness. And all of a sudden, we just start talking to each other and dreaming out loud about vision and, and what God wanted us to do and, and taking steps of faith. And it so excited us that over the next several months and over the course of the next year, it's really what launched us into this ministry right here. And Sarah and I feel like, no, I don't even want to say feel like it. We believe it. We believe that we've got an assignment from God, and that is to preach faith, to preach Jesus, and to teach another generation how to live and how to walk by faith and how to, how to maintain and lay hold of everything that the generation that's gone before us, all the revelation that they've preached, every, every ounce of good that has come out of that, to lay hold of that, hang on to it, and simultaneously give it to the generation that's coming behind us. Serve our own generation. Serve our own generation with the Word of God, teaching them how to live by faith in the day of grace. That's what excites us. And 
And we've sought the Lord a lot. You know, are we supposed to have a church? Are we supposed to do this, do that? And um, the more we've prayed about it, the more we see ourselves sitting right here, looking into this camera, preaching to people all over the world, serving our generation, like I said, with the word of God and the word of faith. And I remember, it's, it's been several years ago, but you and I were talking about specifically what we were supposed to preach. And I think I remember kind of trying to shy away from, not really intentionally, but just thinking it wouldn't be a certain way. I figured we'd preach on this, maybe preach on that, but I think I remember having a conversation with you and saying, saying out loud, you know, I don't think I'm ever really going to preach on prosperity, like the way we've heard it. And it sounds so funny to me now because the more we've grown in the Lord and the more we've, we're walking in this ministry, the more I realize that is the assignment or a big part of it is to, is to help our generation find out how to prosper in God. And I don't know why I would have tried to keep us at arm's length from that. I do know why. I think it's just the deception of the devil to try to, to try to make somebody think that prosperity, um, it, that there's some sort of negative tone to that. And uh, I, I say all that to say this to you. What I want to get into today goes right in line with what the Word of God has said about your prosperity and about ours. And part of the reason I'm so excited in, Sarah, you and I teaching these things is because the thought of huge sums of money coming into the hands of people who love God and know what He wants done with it, that excites me. Now, I think a lot of people are just excited by the thought of huge sums of money. <laughs> but what excites you and what excites me is not just the thought of a huge sum of money, the thought of it coming into the hands of somebody who loves God somebody who's called by God and knows what he wants done with it. So I want to preface what we're going to be saying over the next several weeks with that statement right there. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 12 and begin in verse 13. It says, then one from the crowd, and you get the picture here, a great big crowd has gathered to Jesus like they often did. One from the crowd said to him, said to Jesus, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. So right away, right there in one verse alone, without knowing a lot of the backstory of what's going on in this guy's life, you know really everything you need to know. He says, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. So right away, you know, several things have happened. Number one, somebody, probably this guy's dad has passed away. That's when inheritance comes. So you, let's say his father has passed away. And the next thing you know is that this guy has come to Jesus to try to get Jesus to settle a dispute, an argument. Well, let's be honest about it. There's strife in this family. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's laughable sometimes when people see the Bible as an archaic book that's not relevant to anybody. Do you suppose families today are still fighting over money? Mm -hmm. Absolutely they are. Do you think that relationships are still being torn apart even today over something like money? Yeah. It's happening all the time not just brothers, but husbands and wives. When you, when you study, and I say study, I use that term loosely, Google this, find out the top 10 reasons marriages are falling apart. And over and over and over, you see what makes the list every time and what really makes probably the top three reasons every time is money. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. People fighting over money, fighting over finances, fighting over a lack of money. The, the pressure that, that money tries to bring and it tries to put on marriage relationships and family relationships, and it's pulling people apart just like it was this guy and his brother in a moment in his family where, let's say, dad has just died. Is that when two brothers should be fighting over money? No. So Jesus answers him, and I guarantee you it's not what this guy thought he was going to hear, and definitely not what he came to hear. Jesus said to him in verse 14, man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. Beware of covetousness. The first thing he said to him, sir, was take heed. And I thought when I was studying this today, I thought this is something you particularly would like because I've heard you teach a lot on this. But the word take heed, it literally means to put your mind on it or to to put your eyes on it. I wrote it down here. Mm. It literally means to see with the eyes or with the mind. Mm. And I've heard you teach so much about beholding, beholding Jesus, putting your eyes on him. And, and there's something you're famous for saying. What is it? What you, what, what you behold? Well, a, a lot of people have said it. <laughs> yeah, well, you're my favorite one. <laughs> uh, you become whatever you behold. You become what you behold. And what Jesus is saying here is take heed. You need to be watchful about this. It literally means set your eyes on this. He said, take heed and beware beware or be aware. To be aware means to act in a way that shows you know there may be danger or trouble. Yeah. That's what the word beware means. It means to act mm-hmm. in a way that shows that you know there may be danger or there may be trouble nearby. And you think about walking down the side of the street <laughs> and you come up next to a house that's got a fence around it and a and a black and orange sign on the front of that chain link fence, and some shady dark house in the background. And on that sign, it says what? Beware, Beware dog. of dog. <laughs> in other words, you need to be aware that there is a dog inside here and not just a dog. I mean, people don't put that sign up when they own teacup poodles. <laughs> they don't put that sign up when they own some little puppy that can't do anything to you. They put that sign up to tell you there is something behind this fence <laughs> that can do you damage, that can do you harm, and you need to be aware of that. And so you put all that together and what Jesus is saying in regards to covetousness is he's, he's saying, really? Just look out, take heed, look, set your eyes on this. Look out and beware or be aware that there's something here that could hurt you. Something here that could sneak up behind you and bite you in the, well, you know what I mean. (laughs) Something here that could do you damage and you need to look Mm -hmm. out for it. And really what I believe he's saying, not just to this guy, but to us, to all of us watching this, is you're a fool if you try to pretend like it's not there. Mm-hmm. pretending like the dog isn't in the yard is not going to keep you safe from the dog. Mm-hmm. Well, pretending like covetousness can't touch you or you're somehow immune from covetousness, pretending like it doesn't exist in your life is not what's going to keep it from hurting you and here hurting relationships, hurting mm-hmm. and tearing apart families. He says, beware of covetousness. 
because your life doesn't consist in the abundance of the things you possess. I like the way the New Living Translation said it. He said, life is not measured by how much you own. What Jesus is saying here, and there's so many different things. First of all, he's saying life can be measured. Mm-hmm. You and I have had these conversations at, at myriad of different times in our, in our marriage, in our family. We've got to do a checkup. How much life are we actually living here? Mm-hmm. Thinking back on times that we've, we've had to check in with each other before we make a big move or before we make a decision on something. It's like, what is that going to do to our life? and how much life we're actually living. And Jesus is saying to us, you can measure how much life you're living. Life is measurable, but it's not measurable by the stuff that you own. Mm -hmm. It's not measurable in dollars and cents. Life can't be measured in square footage. Life can't be measured in the amount of acres you own. Life can't be measured in the bottom line that's in the bank account. Life can't be measured by how many cars are in the garage. Life can't be measured by how many cars there aren't in the garage, how much money you don't have, how many houses or how small or how big. Life doesn't, can't be measured by any of that, but it can be measured. And what he's saying to this guy, he's saying, look, I'm not a judge you got a problem with the inheritance and who's supposed to get it. You need to get that settled with a judge. But what I am telling you is that you need to watch out for covetousness. Because it is. It's very sneaky. Mm-hmm. When you let covetousness, and I'm going to get a little bit ahead of ourselves here. But when you let covetousness in and it has the tendency to separate and divide. And that's what I was talking about with marriages that are being torn apart over money pressure, over money problems. What's happened is is they've allowed money to get between them, Mm -hmm. separate them. And isn't that even the word that people use when they're in the process of divorce? Mm -hmm. They go through a separation Mm -hmm. because something has gotten between them. I mean, I think about you and I and standing at that altar on September 1st, 2007, and the commitment we made to each other and that we used to be two and in that moment we became one. And Jesus said, what, let, uh, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder or don't let anything in between it and don't let anything divide it. And how many people are letting things like money and the, the, the pressure that goes along with it or the lack of it, and they give so much weight to that and they measure life so much with it that when there's a problem there, they're saying, well, if we're not having enough money or we don't have what we need or, the, or there's money problems, then, then nothing in life is good. And there's a reason, and we're gonna get into this over these next several weeks, but there's a reason the people of God aren't prospering the way God wants them to. Mm-hmm. God can't prosper you. He can't prosper me when we turn around and use that prosperity or use that money to measure our own lives. We've only got a few minutes left on this broadcast. It goes so quickly, but I want to get down to what I believe is going to be our direction for these next several weeks. Jesus is going to respond to all of this and answer every bit of it with a parable. Verse 16, he spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man. So don't 
Don't be mistaken about it. We're talking about a rich man. The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully and he thought within himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I'll do this. I'll pull down my barns. I'll build greater and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, This night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? And I want you to notice this in verse 21. So is he. So is he what? So is he a fool. This is what Jesus said. So is he a fool who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Mm -hmm. I like, again, the New Living Translation there. Jesus said, you're a fool if you hoard up treasure for yourself, earthly treasure, without having a rich relationship mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. That's what I want us to get into over these next several weeks and these broadcasts. And the more I think about this, the more I realize what Jesus was saying here was, he was saying, you're measuring life with the wrong stick. You can't use the money and the stuff to measure life. There's nothing wrong with the money. There's nothing wrong with the stuff. It only becomes something wrong when you use it to measure your life. Okay, Jesus, so what do I measure my life with? It's like he, he reached out and he took that ruler out of your hand and he put this one in your hand. He said, measure it with this. Measure your life by the richness of your relationship yeah. with God. So true. Yeah. Preach, well, sister. Awesome. So good. <laughs> I just think it's interesting, too, but what he says here in verse 19, he says, And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. He's talking to his soul. Isn't that the exact opposite of what David did in Psalm 103 Hmm. when he said, Soul, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And what? Forget not. Yeah. And it's a trick. It's tricky because you think that your soul, your flesh, uh, thinks that it, it will be satisfied with stuff. That's right. But God's way is for you to be satisfied in Him, seek Him, and then the stuff will just come to you. It will. It will naturally come to you. It's so great that you say that because what Jesus is getting ready to get into. This whole thing is going to end with Jesus saying, "Seek first. Yeah. The kingdom of God and all, all these, these things, things will be added to you. Yeah, so the soul is, is only satisfied with one thing, is only truly satisfied with one thing. It can't be satisfied with food. Yeah. It can't be satisfied with a good meal. It can't be satisfied with a, a big house or a big, you know, or, or four cars. Or You always will want more. The flesh wants more. Yeah. But the truth is there's only one thing yeah. that will ever satisfy us, and that is being with Jesus. Absolutely. Time spent with Him. Our lives are measured by the richness of our relationship with Him. Now, what's interesting to me about this is Jesus said all of this in a money, in a financial context. So there's a key here to our prosperity. And we can't be guilty of reading this and saying, well, either I have God or I have money. That's not at all what Jesus was Uh saying. He was saying, you just need to get the priority right. Yeah, priorities. You need to measure your life in a different Mm -hmm. way. And if you're watching this today and you feel like there's been some sort of holdup uh, when it comes to your prosperity or you, you've heard good teaching on prosperity, you think, yeah, I believe that. 
I believe God wants that for me. I believe God is willing and able to give that to me. And you're thinking to yourself, what's the holdup? That's what we're going to deal with is the holdup to all of this. We are going to fix a wrong relationship with money. Mm. I want to talk about financial affairs. <laughs> financial affairs. People are living in an adulterous relationship with money. Mm-hmm. When you love money more than you love God, and, and this affects more than I think we realize. And you, you hear that scripture, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. And you think, well, that's not me. Jesus said, look out, look out, mm-hmm. beware, because it's sneaky. Yeah. And just because you think it can't get to you doesn't make it go away. It's there, it's real. We want to see you prosper. God wants to see you prosper. We are excited at the thought of huge sums of money coming into your hand. You who know God and love God and will know and find out what He wants done with it. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.